In this episode, I'm gonna be speaking with Jefferson Graham about the possibilities of professional photography with the iPhone 13 Pro Max. This is Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Just yesterday, Apple announced a brand new iPhone that for some people will be revolutionary and other people for other people it'll just be ho-hum. It's the same thing. It's just faster and better. I'm just gonna stick with my own phone. I'm coming at this from a different angle and I wanna I'm joined by my friend Jefferson Graham today to talk about I just want to get in his brain. We haven't talked at length about this yet, but I want to get in his brain about where this stuff might be going and where it is today in terms of being able to create professional quality work, professional in that you're getting a check for it, professional quality work with a mobile-based workflow from start to finish. So here to talk to me about that is my friend, partner in crime, Jefferson Graham. Jefferson, how, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Frederick. It's great to see you again. Yeah, it's always good to see you. The, the multi-talented Jefferson Graham and the man who knows more about technology uh, or has forgotten more about technology and photography than I know yet. So this is this is going to be a good conversation. I want to focus, focus that, like I said in that little intro on uh, mobile in the world of mobile. And I know you've been talking about this a lot in your newsletter uh, and videos, and, you know, just the idea of where, what is state of the art right now. So let's, let's start there. What, it, what is your position before we get into the specs of this new phone? What's your position on mobile as a professional tool? Okay, for starters, professionally, yeah. I've sold a lot of prints. Yeah. And every one of the prints has been shot on an iPhone. Okay, every one. And that's because I live in this speech community right behind me. That's iPhone 8. Believe it or not, iPhone 8 uh, wow. shot I think, two, two, two years ago. Yeah. And it's blown up to 20 by 30. I shoot a lot of sunsets and morning pictures. Anybody who follows me on social media knows this because uh, I live in a beach community. So I take a lot of pictures of the beach. And people buy prints. And because we're talking computational photography, I mean, that's nine photos stitched together without me doing anything. And it, you know, you've got HDR at its best. Sunsets tend to look better on an iPhone than on my Sony. It's a sad commentary, but that's the way it is. Yeah. And I, I get really nice morning shots and really nice sunsets. And again, so we're making money off mobile. But aren't you cheating? Don't you feel like you're cheating? Shouldn't shouldn't it all be f-stop shutter speeds and ISO and calculating and and then sure. the joy sure. of bringing out that image in the dark room or in Lightroom, you know? And well, and, I do yeah. bring out. I do work on all the photos in Lightroom yeah. and in Photoshop. No photo goes straight from the phone to the website. It will it will be worked on uh, just like any other image, just like any other JPEG. Would it be? Um, you know, again, I live in a beach community. I wake up in the morning, 5.30, and I walk down to the beach, and I take a two-hour walk, and I have a phone in my pocket. I, You know, yes, I could bring a tripod with me, but the walk would not be as enjoyable dragging the tripod. Um, but, you know, I have a friend. She shoots on the, on the tripod all the time, though I would tell you that you really wouldn't see that much difference between the two of, two of our photos. Yeah. Sad, so, I think, yeah, I think you, you hit it right on the head. I think part of the... 
the the question is, you know, I look at this and I've over just truth be told over the past several weeks, I've been just sort of like really, really uh, reinvigorated or re-excited by the possibilities of a low impact, lightweight, mobile based workflow that from which you can create work that is nearly indistinguishable from work that was created with equipment weighing much more both price-wise and weight-wise, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. on that train already. So this is this is educational for me on how how this stuff might manifest. And I'm looking at it from the standpoint of, yes, the iPhone is kind of the core and the central of this, or you know, to be egalitarian, mobile phones, right, are the core yeah. of, of, a, of a mobile-based workflow in many ways. But then that spreads out to other devices, like you may want to shoot 360, which are also tiny little devices, or you may want to shoot with your drone, which is arguably another tiny device, depending on when you, which one you get. And then all of that kind of comes back to a tablet where you can edit and upload and do all that. With in that world, looking at that constellation of gear that I just mentioned, do you see a world where that is considered a pro kit, or is it is that always going to be for for the foreseeable future your amateur or your hobbyist level kit? What do you think? Okay, okay. So I have paying clients. I meet them, and they get impressed when you bring lots of gear. The more, the better, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. that's that's just that's the reality. So if I have people paying me to shoot their portraits. I'm going to shoot them on my Sony, and I'm going to use my 7200 millimeter lens, and I'm going to blur the background. I'm going to shoot at 2.8 and f4, and it's going to be great. Or if I'm shooting some kids and and they're not being responsive, I'm going to ask them to run and make funny faces. I'm going to go on 30 seconds, what, what 30 frames a second, go on high speed, and do some fun things that I couldn't do on a mobile phone. Uh, you know, th that's a reality. I'm not going to show up to shoot a client with just the iPhone, they would laugh me out of the room. At yeah. least they would. They would now because they have the f same phone. So what are they? What are they getting from me? Well, what they're getting is somebody who knows how to pose people. They don't know how to pose people and how to keep things moving and how to you know uh, make sure that everything is running on time. But they don't think about that when they hire a photographer. Uh, they, they and they appreciate the big equipment. Could I do it? Could I? You know? Could I sh shoot outside? Eh, it wouldn't be as good. I, portrait mode on the iPhone is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, but portraits on my Sony are really, really good too. Yeah. Uh, the beauty of the mobile phone is having it with you at all times. Um, you know, I have a travel photography series. It's called Photo Walks. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Tubi. I try to shoot most of it, everything I do on that show on an iPhone because... I'm showing you how to take better pictures with the same phone that you probably have. So I don't want to, you know, cheat. I did one complete episode in Zion National Park on the iPhone. Every frame was done on the iPhone because there's this hike in Zion called the Narrows and it's in the water and it can go all the way up to here. Mm. And I didn't want to get my camera gear wet. So yeah. I get the iPhone wet, which is fine. It's water resistant. I will say, Facial tones way better on a camera than on on the current crop of phones. They're they're you know they're very they're very high resolution. Um, they look better on younger people, and um, <laughs> you're just going to have better colors on the camera. But sunsets are awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's so much. There's so much to unpack. This all of this, and I hate that I use the 
the the phrase unpack because I hate when people use that phrase unpack. <laughs> but there's so much to talk about here um, in terms of all these different directions that we could go in. Let's switch gears. Uh, we'll do the sandwich, right? We talked a little bit about kind of theory around mobile and where that stuff might be going. Um, in the middle of this, I want to talk about this new iPhone that came out. And then let's kind of talk about the future and some shortcomings, perhaps, that people should be aware of. So iPhone 13 Pro Max, one terabyte limit on this thing. It's got a faster processor in it. Uh, what else? It's got cinematic mode, which I want to talk to you about in there, which does some interesting rack focus and artificial intelligence related assist on cinematography. It's, it, it, there's a list of new features in here. Um, I think one of the most important ones to a lot of quote, mobile photographers is that the increase in speed on, on the wide angle or the ultra wide angle lens. So it's up down to 1.8 from 2.8, I believe. Right. So what, give me your thoughts, Jefferson. Okay. New okay. iPhone. So, are you getting right. it? Are you stay, are you going to hold, well, are you going to sit out a level? No, no, no <laughs> definitely. I, I, I really want it and I want it bad. Uh, <laughs> but for the average person, if I, if they said, well, I have an 11 or I have a 12, I'd say, well, that's fine unless you take a lot of photos and if you take a lot of video if you do either of those two things spend the money because really it's not that much you could pick you could sell your phone for five to six hundred dollars if you have a, a 12 pro and you didn't destroy it uh and and um so you're out four to five hundred dollars for the world's greatest phone with basically the best camera that's I'm assuming the best camera that's ever been produced. Neither Frederick nor I have touched this new phone. We just no. watched the demonstration. Yep. I will get it and I'll, I'll be happy to come back and tell you how it holds up to their promo. Oh. But what do you get? Okay, first of all, you can shoot macro. Great, I'd loved it. I, you know, why not? Uh, mm -hmm. Give it to me. Let me yeah. shoot macro on the phone. And then secondly, I now get a 12, to 77 millimeter lens on the Pro and the Pro Max. Great. You know, I rock around with a 24 to 70 on my Sony. This is perfect. This is even better. It's yeah. not as sharp as my Sony, but a 12 to 77 millimeter, fantastic. Video. Optical. <laughs> okay, video. Now, selective focus. The problem with the video footage, which actually looks really good, is that everything's flat, everything's in focus. The beauty of it is that you can do one-man band, you can do vlogs, and not have to worry about being thrown out of focus. Um, that's going to be a challenge with the new rack focus. But uh, this promo that they had, that they showed, of a Hollywood-like film coming in and out, and the iPhone catching it, and then being able to do manual override, I want it, and I want it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. I mean, yeah. looking at that, just the, I think with one of the little vignettes with with a pro behind the scenes, the one of the comments that was made was this these kinds of devices, particularly that device with its cinematic mode and the, you know, basically three cameras or four cameras, if you count the rear facing camera um, in your pocket that are high quality at all times that this may and very likely will birth brand new types of cinema and genres in photography or cinema do you do you think that and if if that is the case what's stopping that from happening right now is it you know just the lack of story or is it the stigma around cell phones what what do you think well you still have lighting issues um you know I, i'm interested to see how the ultra wide angle does i yeah. shoot in low light 
and the ultra wide, wide angle is not very good in low in ultra ultra low light okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and and what do you you know uh, there's white balance issues. There's also, uh, you know, they, they showed this film that Catherine Bigelow, the director, made. And I just kept wondering, how did she do it? Because I've had so much, you know, I've had lighting issues. Um, right now, I, I, I'm with a softbox. This is not, it does not look as good as it would look on my Sony. Uh, so, you know, it's a really cool mobile camera. It's the best mobile camera of all time. And they've come a long way. The other thing we didn't mention about the phones is they doubled the storage for everybody. Even if you get the mini, you now get uh, 128 gigabytes of storage. I don't, it wasn't that long ago that you would buy a new phone with 16 gigs. And it's now standard is 128, which is great. Um, I checked my phone today. I have 512 and I've used half of it and I could clear out. It's mostly video, right? I could clear yeah. out the video, which I've been backing up here and there. Uh, it's still, you know, Frederick, it's still a little hard to go do a big shoot on a phone and get all the footage off in one piece. You have to do oh. it separately. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how you do it, but I, I do a lot of airdrop. Yeah, a lot of airdrop. airdrop. That's what it is. Airdrop, it's airdrop every day, all day. Yeah. And there, there's got to be a better way. So yeah. there's things that, that need to be improved. The main thing is look at how far they've come in such a short period of time. Who would have ever believed three years ago that we'd have a 12 to 77 millimeter zoom lens in an iPhone? Yeah, that will that will shoot Dolby video, right? <laughs> and, and, well, the and, Dolby video is not so great. Have you tried Dolby isn't. video? I haven't. It's on my list to ask you about that. So tell me yeah, about that. It's, it's, well, well, define it looks, what it is it first. Looks, define what it is for uh, folks that well, may not know. It's basically higher resolution video, right? Uh, yeah. um, uh, richer blacks and richer color. Looks great on the phone. And then when you import it into the computer, it looks really weird. And there's a Final Cut filter to use with it, and it doesn't really help. Uh, so I steer clear of that. Interesting. Okay, so who's getting quality out of that? So did so is it a case know. of Apple dropping a feature that wasn't fully baked, or is it a case of Apple being ahead of its time and people need to figure out how to interpret this this Dolby footage on a on a normal consumer device like Final or I, software like Final? Yeah, I think they need a better Final Cut plugin. Um, now maybe Why I'm doing they it do wrong. That? Maybe Why would they release that? You know, and I know someone's going to comment on this, but. Yeah, why would Apple release a feature and market it as heavily, you know, that's branded Dolby? And they also make the NLE, you know, Final Cut Pro, world's best-selling you know, camera phone, and they all, they're also in control of the, uh, the post-processing software. Those things have to talk together. There's got to be a way to make that. Maybe I it's user, er- user error, but the 4K video looks amazing. The slow motion looks amazing. The time lapse couldn't be easier. Um, you know, and, and the portrait mode has come so far. We go back to cinematic for a minute. Yes. Selective focus, and you get to select the focus after you've taken the image. This Lytro. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you remember I know, the Lytro? <laughs> right? I remember the nine lenses. Was it nine or 18 lenses Something, on this camera? Yeah. Yep. And it, and it was going to be great. And and now, you you know, because I do that with portrait mode. Uh, you know, select the f-stop after you've taken the picture. And it's all computer generated. But but still, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to get my hands um, on it. You know, as, again, portrait photographer, I've taken group shots at F4 and I've said, why didn't you shoot at 5.6? 
Uh-huh. You know, uh, the three people in the front are in focus and the one in the back is in. And wouldn't yep. it be something if I could put them at F11? Yeah. Yeah. In video. And now you can. Well, portrait mode. This is essentially a cinematic portrait mode, right? For the most yes. part. Yeah. But better. But better. Yeah. But better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. You remember? Do you remember the last? I don't know if it was it the last big iPhone release. Filmic Pro announced that feature where um, there through software you're going to be able to simultaneously record any one of the front-facing cameras and the rear camera, or any yeah. combination thereof. And it, it, there's an app in the App Store called from Filmic uh, called Double Take, and it does that. I saw that, and I was thinking, folks like us that interview people a fair amount. Wouldn't it be good, cool to be able to put your iPhone on a stand and you sit here, mic yourself up, have the other person sit over there, mic themselves up, you know, or you mic them and record both angles simultaneously in two discrete files, take those into LumaFusion and you got, you know, a mobile interview edit. Have you ever considered that and playing around well, with that? Let, let, let's do that tomorrow. You know, I have the Rode Wireless Go 2 microphones, the greatest microphone in the world. Have you ever Excellent. tried these? I have. Have a, you tried them? I have. Yes. Okay. Yes. So when, when you, you know, for anybody who hasn't used them, the traditional wireless mic gives you a receiver that goes on the camera and a transmitter or vice versa, which is the mic that goes on the person. But now I could put two people into that one receiver at the same time yes. and not have to have two. It's just, it's just amazing. It's, it's like, it was a life changing experience. Yeah. So yes, I could have somebody, cause right now I'm talking to you on an iPhone. My iPhone is my webcam and it's just set it's in place. And I could have my guest on the other side of the iPhone and we could be talking back and forth just like we're doing right now and um, not have to have two cameras rolling. Right. Yeah, exactly. You got one. You got one. Although there are some, there's some, I think the, the main, I don't want to call it a gotcha, but the main thing to keep in mind is, you know, like when you do a, when you do a traditional uh, interview and you have multiple cameras aimed at a, at a single subject with different composition, you know, that, that kind of uh, punching in and punching out interview style. You know, you can do that in post now, but a lot of people used to set up one shot on the head and shoulders and another slightly wider. You can kind yeah. of do that with the iPhone, um, but both cameras are in essentially the same location. So you run into that weird, not parallax thing and it ends up looking just like you could have done it in Final Cut, right? <laughs> so. Well, that's the beauty of Zoom and Ecamm is we are just perfectly set. Our heads are at the same level. Um, you know, uh, I've got my mic, you've got your mic. It's just it's the future. It's this easy, was science it's, fiction, it, man. Was it the science fiction 10 years ago to be able to yes. do this? Yeah, you it's know, crazy. if we if we were going to do this, I'm going to drive up north. We're going to set up in your in your studio. I'm going to put two cameras on a tripod. One is going to be a wide shot and the other one is going to focus uh, on me or you. And then I'm going to take it, you know, I have those great mics, so we're both mic'd. And yeah. then I'll take the footage and then I'll I'll merge them together and uh Instead, we're just clicking a button here. Yeah, yeah, that, just like it. that. And, and and you're going back and forth. You're you're playing with your computer with your keyboard, and you just you 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 gave me a close up, and yeah. now you go back to the two shot. And yeah, um, yeah way yeah. easier. Yeah, you're, yeah, I can I can take. You're editing on the fly. I'm editing on the fly. I can take it to me. I can take it to you. I can take it to both of us, just like this, and have the conversation. And I'm doing that with my left hand. All this stuff, though. I mean. 
it used to take a lot, even just a couple of years ago, to do something like this. And meanwhile, you didn't even mention the way that you got into this recording was through a link that I sent you, and you're in here through a web browser, right? On, the, right, on your iPhone, right. well, using your iPhone as a camera, but you're in through well, a web I'm browser. I'm on the computer. I'm on the yeah. computer. So I can bring up you know, a, a crowd of people in and do the same switching back and forth. All this stuff has changed now, right? And then it, we're, I look at it as we're only in 2021, Jeff, you know, and yeah, we've got this iPhone 13 and it's, it's science fiction. Like, like Steve Jobs used to say, we don't know what we want, right? I didn't know I wanted that phone until it came out with these cool cinematic features. So what's but 2025? You, what do you think? But you've, you been, you've been doing the, you've been doing the show this week in photo for what, five years, six years? uh yeah give or take five years on top of that yeah <laughs> oh so you've been doing it for 10 years yeah yep okay when you started doing a one-on-one -on -one interviews how were you do how are you setting them up one-on-one -on -one interviews back in the day like, like this right here right like this one right here in person right so oh you're you know, talking about uh, oh, no, through the you're, computer. you're going to do it this way this way yeah okay if i wanted to do it this way i was using skype you remember that right. so i had to mm -hmm. use skype I literally, Jeff, had another Mac Mini off to the side that was another dedicated Skype machine that then I would capture its screen on a full frame and NDI it over to the other Mac, which was my primary machine. And then in, uh, what is it, uh, OBS Studio, I'd bring the, the cameras in or the different feeds in to build my different shots. But every time you start this, okay, I got to do a startup sequence on this machine, startup sequence on that machine. Is my network behaving? Do I have everybody in? I, have I taught the guests how to use Skype? All that stuff over and over again, notwithstanding, you know, the horsepower and how the main computer was just melting down every new guest that I added in. So yeah, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare, okay. but it, it felt like it grant. So here's the caveat. It was a nightmare. If you look at it through the lens of 2021, if you look through it through the lens of back then, I was thinking there are television stations that are doing the same thing that I'm doing in my little home office <laughs> you know? Know, and I'm, a I'm able to pull it off. Right. I did a Skype interview with somebody in New Zealand and I, you know, I did quick time around it and I recorded the screen <laughs> yeah. and I said, I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm, I'm interviewing somebody in New Zealand from California. Yeah. How cool yeah. is that? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and now so look at Ecamm, Ecamm, yep. this is what you use. Ecamm is what, 15 bucks a month? Yeah, less, it's it's something it's it's around there. I'm grandfathered in because I've been using it for a long so long. So I got it on the you buy it once price when they were still doing that. But yeah, I think uh -huh. it's I think it's around. It's not expensive, you know, for for what you get. And if you're doing this type of thing, like bringing guests in, you can buy yeah. minutes, you know, that for pennies, essentially, that give you time to be able to bring people in like this. So yeah, yeah, it, it works pretty good. And like, like you're saying, now that workflow that I described before is literally boiled down to one app. One app. And getting you in is no longer 15 emails to explain how Skype works and this, and you can't find your Skype username, password, none of that stuff. All I do is send you a link, and you click the link. You know, granted, I have to tell you, use, use, use uh, Chrome or Firefox. But you click the link. And you're in here. You show up inside my app as Jefferson Graham is waiting in the wings to come on. Do you want to bring him on? You know, I click and here you are. And we're doing this whole switching. And are you recording into a Mac Mini, a Mac, a, an iPad? Mac Mini. 
How are you doing? Mac Mini. You know, yeah. Mac Mini. Okay. Yeah. Me too. I'm on a Mac, Mac Mini right now. Uh-huh. Mac Mini. The, the new yeah. one, the M1. No, this is this oh the is old your, one. This is your grandfather's Mac Mini. Here. I'm waiting. You, I, I, I'm waiting for the new Mac Mini, or, to the, okay, or actually the you, new uh, MacBook. But you edit in on the iPad. I can. I've just started experimenting with that. My normal flow, like for the past, you know, hundreds of episodes of this week in photo, have been edited in um, Final Cut Pro on either a MacBook Pro or a Mac Mini. Now that I'm experimenting with this mobile workflow, the last several, I think we're up to like five or six episodes, I've done on the iPad Pro, exclusively using LumaFusion, you know, and I'm laying there there editing with Apple Pencil, you know. But then you have to get the footage from your Mac to the iPad for you to do that, right? Correct. Correct. So what's the point? What's the point when you could just do it on your computer? Because it's more fun. That's why. So it's not that it's more efficient. It's a different way of working that it's hard to explain. It's more tactile. And I'm literally, I edit these episodes with a big pillow against the, ba- the, the headboard in the bed. And I'm sitting there lean back with the iPad, knees kicked up with a drink or beverage of some kind on the nightstand, watching the latest episode of What If, you know, on Disney Plus while I'm editing. You know, and it's it's a pleasurable, cathartic experience versus sitting down at something that's by definition a workstation, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's different. And, and, it's more fun. And you can you can access your theme song, your graphics, all that stuff is in the iPad. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's all in there. It's uh, you know basically there's a uh, uh, a f- basic all all of the assets to create any of these shows or content that I make are on the iPad in a you know a semi permanent folder you know that I can access from whatever app I need to access those assets from so they're always they're always there plus as a backup um, there's a version of them in Dropbox which is also synced to the device so I have access to them if I'm doing something like this though. So how do I get this hour of interview raw video from this computer to an iPad? Well, I'll yeah. tell you, I'm, I'm glad you asked. James. <laughs> so I have this guy right here and see if we can get focused on it. If you're uh, listening to sure. the, oh, there we go. Yeah. So what is it? it's, it's got a little rubber housing on it. It's called a, uh, a Casus. This is mm-hmm. a 10 one. It's an Acasis 10 one hub for, uh, you can plug it basically into a USB-C device like an iPad. And the cool thing oh. about this hub is it's got USB 3.1. And I know folks that are listening to this, we're off in the weeds now. We're not talking about the iPhone. We're talking about things surrounding the iOS ecosystem. And this is one of them. Uh, but this hub has a, a USB 3.1 port on it, USB 3.0, a Type-C 3.1 port, headphone jack, uh, micro SD, uh, regular or just regular SD, gigabit Ethernet, and USB line power on it, also with HDMI. And inside of this little box is a two terabyte um, card that I can swap out for a larger one if I need to later. So this is my transport device and my mobile working I.O. 
device. So this is plugged into this Mac mini usually. So when we're done, I'll drag and drop it onto this and plug this into the iPad and edit it remotely. I don't have to move anything over to the iPad. I edit so it on two, this. A two, a two terabyte SSD is in there. That's correct. That is correct. Nice. And it's, it's, it's user swappable. This top plate, this little ridged area right here, that just pops off and you can slide a new one in there if you want to four terabyte you know <laughs> so okay yeah cool. and it just goes in the bag so when you travel this is all you need no more oh man i need the sd reader oh i do i have anything to read a micro sd it's all right here in one device yep oh, <laughs> where, am I? where am i yes. there you go jefferson's holding yeah. up a lacy orange orange yeah. drive yep right. same and, thing uh, and, then, and then you plug it in and it says cannot read right not this one yeah you know no yeah. no this one this one because it's a that's a spinning disc oh yeah oh yeah no spinning discs now they still yeah, make those, those? Jefferson? <laughs> well it's in my it, it's down here i don't use it you know but i i have a spinning disc 10 terabyte because you can't get 10 terabyte ssds interesting yeah i, well, I have 40 terabytes on my desk my friend you you, you must also you must I have, have a lot of footage. I have uh, not 40 terabytes here, but I have uh, I have a couple of Drobos that are begging me to upgrade them to something <laughs> something bigger and better. Uh, every, every episode of PhotoWalks is one TB. When it, just bringing all the footage and all the yeah. stuff I shoot. And, yep. and yep. then what do you do with it? Am I going to just delete it? I don't no. think so. Yeah, that's a whole nother show. We got to talk about it. I want to wrap this one up and talk about some future facing things with regard to the iPhone. Yeah. Um, sure. But that is that's a show that you and I have to talk. We have to do and talk about storage options because I'm battling that very thing. Think a decade of TWIP podcasts. How much yeah. space does that take? And do I want to delete them? No, I may want to make NFTs from those things one day. Right. <laughs> so so I think well, the solution in your case, in your yeah. case, you put you put up the audio podcast. It's edited. Uh, and you, you you could pull it right down, and then you you could pull pull stuff out of there. True, it's not like B roll and transitions and titles and that's graphics. very true. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Right? That's very true. That's very true. But I'm a pack rat, so I want the original yeah. unedited files too, right? So, so uh, what I was thinking was maybe I'll use something like Amazon Glacier and take those files and literally put them in cold storage you know, where it's, it takes effort to get them out of there, but at least I know they're safe and accessible if worse comes to worse in the future. Cause I, I never really need to see those files again, but I still want them. Right. So that's how, how many, how many, how many episodes are we talking about? Uh, oh, thousands? thousands, thousands, thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands. It's a lot. Mm. Yeah. And that's just audio. That's not including all this video stuff I've been doing for the last half a year. So or, I did uh, two I did two I did two thousand episodes of talking tech for USA Today. Wow. Two thousand? Two thousand. And when I left, there went my keys. I can't I don't have them anymore. Because oh, I just no. I did them, I posted, I did them and posted them. So uh -uh. but See? they're out there somewhere. No, I don't want to be like that. I don't I'm a, you're a cautionary tale, man. I don't want <laughs> I'm taking all my stuff, like all the jobs that I've ever, you know, separated from or left before I started even talking about moving on to a different company. I backed up everything, you know, before the conversations even start, everything's backed up and, you know, off site, just in case they say, hey, OK, you can go today. Give me your key card. Right. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Let's talk future stuff for this mobile world sure. that we find ourselves in. You know, where where do you think? Where do you think the, the iPhone iOS world as Apple is foreseeing is going, right? And I'll, I'll couch that in, 
you look at the iPhone and we've got this cinematic mode in there. We've got uh, this Pro Raw, right? We've got ProRes. Dolby and ProRes and ProRes. Pro yeah. And, and we've got Dolby. It, it's, it's turning into a professional level device. Is that the market or is Apple saying we're going to create a consumer level device that pros can use and those consumers can one day maybe aspire to be, or at least a segment of them aspire to be where the pros are. And the, you know, the good thing is you can see that guy that's making world-class billion dollar films is using the same thing that you're TikToking on. I don't know. What do, what do you think? I, what do you I'm think? surprised about cinematic video because it's for you and me. It's not for the general market. I don't right. see, I don't think the masses, uh, really care one iota. Uh, they might use it and kind of enjoy it, but it's not for them. Pro res video, higher resolution video to edit in, that's not for them. Pro raw, not for them. But they clearly, Apple clearly thinks that if they can just show their superiority and you know, they've got the Hollywood connections that Samsung does not have, that Google does not have. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the trickle-down theory is we all use Macs. Why, Frederick? Why do we use Macs? Uh, we've been told, we were told from an early age that's what we had to use for the highest quality, mm -hmm. for the best user experience. We could have used Windows. I used to use Windows. I, I actually hated it. But I, and I, I, once I switched, I was really happy I did. Uh, I... I I think it's Apple's th way of just reminding everybody that they're, you know, they're the, the highest class, the classiest place in town. But I don't think it's a consumer product. However, you know, I've seen more people doing portrait mode than I ever thought they would, and so maybe these things will just trickle down. And it's it also it is a selling point. It is something different. Uh, you know, Gal not, not that there's they have to compete against Galaxy that much because the the spread is so wide. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the recall election. I mean, it's just like, you know, uh, the Samsung must have 20% of Apple's market in the United States. Yeah. So uh, I think they're going to continue because, th you know, they're egomaniacs and they love the fact that they've got these cool things that they can do that other people aren't doing. And the iPhone of 2021, I can't wait to talk to you in 2025 when we look back at the, set, at the 12 millimeter to 77 and laugh at how primitive it was. Yeah, isn't that exciting? That's exciting. Yeah, I remember when the first iPhone came out, uh, I was thinking, wow, it can't get much better than this, right? <laughs> this is, yeah, this is amazing. A, My last a, phone a was a Palm Treo, right? <laughs> right, it's a communicator. It's mm -hmm. an iPod. It's a, it's a, it's a compass. Are you it, getting it? Right. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember that. Yeah, it's, and I wonder if, Back then, because the the cell phone landscape was so random, right? We had everything from every form factor known to man back then, right? And then when the iPhone came, they all kind of took on that shape, you know, glass slab, aluminum back, you know, that touch interface shape. And now here we are right now. And I wonder from a create, looking at it from a creative perspective or creatives perspective, is the ubiquity of mobile devices. There's an ocean, a sea of billions of these devices connected to the internet <laughs> right now that they could look at your photo on right now. Is that ubiquity? Does that mean it's kind of a different modality from pro, pro photographers use these big things and shoot like this? Is it more skills-based now? In the, or will it be in the future where, yeah, sure, 
my you know i have i have pots in the kitchen that wolfgang puck uses that doesn't mean i can cook like him right <laughs> so right same Look, thing with the, these phones the, the iphone and the galaxy they're cameras you know yeah. they have lenses and it's all about us and shooting you know my number one rule of, of great photography is be in the right place at the right time uh you know there's been a lot of pictures on instagram lately of some rocket that was flying over that all these savvy photographers went and got it. I didn't, and I felt terrible when I was looking at Instagram. Uh, so somebody did it at the Santa Monica Pier. I had no idea there was a rocket ship going over the Santa Monica Pier. That's a, a once-in-a-lifetime shot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right? But it's, um, you know, it's the same skills. The same skills. You, you, you bring out the phone. You bring out the camera. You use your eye. You, If the picture doesn't look good that way, you go that way. That way, you keep on moving it until you get it right, whether you have a wonderful camera or a wonderful camera phone. What you don't have is the opportunity to deal with shutter speed and f-stops, but you make it work, and you can make it work, and um, you know, more power to you. Y yes, my, my images on my on my phone on my camera will still be sharper, That's but right. the the phones are doing amazing things. Yeah. And when those two things come together, that's when magic happens. Like I, I've been playing around with the phrase, uh, the soggy photographer skills over gear, right? SOG skills over gear. And if you have the skills and if you have the skills and you can make wine out of water, right? what happens when you have a device that is at least matching or maybe even superior to those skills and get those those wonder twins come together to do some ridiculous things that we haven't even seen before when it's like superpowers when it comes to content creation and image manipulation this is like well, it's funny because you know uh, um, I, I i i wasn't born in the brownie era but you know certainly we remember that it, it was a basic camera with your put the button down and and then the instamatic was was easy photography well the iphone is not an instamatic it was it's not now it's advanced and the, you know again computational photography and all of those uh high resolution sandwiched photos put together uh so it's hard to take a really bad photo though i, I can help you do that because uh you know, I, I see a lot of people doing it where, where they take pictures of people in front of a window and things like that. It's just like it makes no sense. But if you use common sense and you're willing to work at it just a little bit, you can get some pretty amazing photos uh, on your phone. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Let's wrap it up right there. Um, where are you at now? And what, what, are, what are the things that keep you busy all day? Any oh, I get to plug. Me? Okay. Let, let, you get let's to plug. Plug time. Plug okay. yourself. Plug, plug time. <laughs> okay. So A, my photog travel photography series, Photo Walks. You can watch it for free on Tubi. You can uh, see the second season is premiering on October 1st. On, it's going to play on YouTube first and then go to streaming. And I have a new website. It's all about it. It's called photowalkstv.com. All right. Then my newsletter comes out every Saturday, except when it doesn't, because sometimes I write more often than just once a week. And I'd love for every person listening and watching to sign up for the newsletter. It's jeffersongram.substack.com. And of course, one of my big readers would be Frederick. Thank you, Frederick. That's I, right. always, I always appreciate that. Um, I've been writing a lot about the iPhone and I'll be reviewing the iPhone 13 when I get my hands on it on the newsletter. Um, those are the, the two big things that I'd like to plug and uh, you can check out my photography at jeffersongram.net i love it i love it yeah and i have to co-sign that on that newsletter subscription uh, that's one of the few newsletters that i look forward to getting right because you're well, you. you're 
you're usually the cool thing about it is and you and I haven't even talked about this cool thing I think about your newsletter is the way that you write and the way that you connect with your audience it doesn't feel like you are reporting to me and telling me you know this is what you should do with a b and c it's more like you're a peer and you're like hey this iphone 13 just came out this is what i think about it. it's pretty cool go check this out so i love the way and i think that may just come from experience you know because you've, yeah. you've definitely got the chops in the industry but it definitely translates to that newsletter so it's been my favorite right my favorite writing experience and i you know i've been writing for a few years so i yeah. really love just this one-on-one -on -one connection I, whether i'm writing to you or scott kelby or whoever is reading or my mom or my mom's friends uh i, I love it it's just really thrilling and nobody's on top of me telling me what, what i can do which is even better right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly what's the again for people that want to sign up for the newsletter where do they go jeffersongram.substack.com all right excellent jefferson thanks for coming on this week in photo it's always it's always good to catch up with you on this stuff we we're going to i think we're going to be working on some projects in the future which we will talk about offline. well we're going to work we're going to we're going to talk about the iphone 13 when it gets in my hand we're absolutely see how everything stacks up right in two yep. weeks yeah, hopefully I'll have mine around that time as well. You may get yours before me, I think, though. Um, I'm going to give you the last word. I'm going to put you on screen. Give us the last word on mobile photography pro. Is it amateur or is it somewhere in between? What do you think? Okay. Uh, it is pro if you if you approach it like a pro, mobile photography. Bring your same professional techniques to the smartphone camera and you could do some pretty amazing work. If you just want to be lazy and take snapshots, you can do that too. But uh, put a little into it and you can get some amazing stuff. All right, Jefferson Graham, we'll leave it right there. And thank you for coming on. Lovely having, having you. Me. Yeah, like, like we said, we will catch up again and Talk about if the reality distortion field that Apple cast yesterday matches up with the actual hardware that we have in our hands. So we'll talk about that next time this guy and I sit down. Take care, Jefferson. This is Twitter.